Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, Iowa? Welcome back to our podcast. Happy Friday. <laughs> Happy Friday. Game week. Another one. Another away game. <laughs> Another away game, yeah. Feels weird. Bye week, two away games. I feel like a piece of me is missing. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, this away game especially. Why? It's, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a high school. <laughs> You always say that. It's just not, they don't have a whole lot going on in terms of um, fan engagement. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. They do the Buffalo Wild Wings wing sauce race where they have the people dressed up as the Buffalo Wild Wings wing sauce <laughs> and they run around. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. When I, I always try to tune all that kind of stuff out. <laughs> you kind of have to. It's like, am I at a minor league baseball game? Or am I at a college football game? Mm -hmm. It's true, a mixture true. of both. Best of both worlds. Okay. <laughs> so we talked about this on the last podcast. You mentioned it, that they are redoing, re revamping. I don't really know exactly what they're doing. I didn't <laughs> dig that far into it. Um, their field at Northwestern, Ryan Field. And it's a pretty hefty project. So I was like, you know, I'm curious. Who are these Ryan people? What's the deal here, right? Let's let's uh, let us be enlightened. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff I like. So, what's the story behind all of this? So, the Ryan family. We talk about uh, power couples, right? We even called it a couple times. We have absolutely <laughs> nothing on these people. Okay, let's hear it. Unbelievable people. So, first of all, four hundred and eighty million dollar gift. Four eighty. Four hundred and eighty million. That's one of those numbers that it's like, oh, four hundred eighty million. It's unfathomable in a normal person's mind, right? Like a million dollars, not that that's like, it doesn't feel like easily attainable by any means, but 480 million? And just giving away. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, I didn't realize I had this in my back pocket. <laughs> Why don't you take it? What? Here's some spare change. Yeah. Crazy. Wild. I feel good sometimes when I'm like, you know, I could pay for that person's groceries. That makes me feel good. $480 million. <laughs> Wild. So anyway, um, Patrick and Shirley Ryan, the power couple okay. of the decade. Um, bridesmaids reference. I didn't quite get that one. That's no? okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I've seen the movie, but I don't know when. It's okay. Okay. So uh, this, this gift that they're giving is going to the biomedical economics and business research and uh, like part of academics, I guess. And then we'll also enable the university to redevelop Ryan Field. It's pretty cool to have athletics and academics. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they are very proud, clearly, of being graduates of <laughs> Northwestern. So I'll start with Patrick. Okay. 
This guy's crazy. So one of Chicago's most successful entrepreneurs and prominent civic leaders. And get this, while he was a student at Northwestern, he actually sold scrapbooks to his fellow students, right? But anyway, he sold scrapbooks to fellow students, um, which paid for his Northwestern education. Wow. I know. Entrepreneur from the start. So anyway, um, then he founded um, and served for 41 years as the CEO of, I think it's Aon. It's literally A-O-N. Okay. I'm going to guess that's what it is. Aon Corporation, which these are words that I don't fully understand. It is the leading global provider of risk management, insurance, and reinsurance brokerage. So... Okay. The, right? So at the, <laughs> if he said that to me, I'd say, so what do you do? <laughs> Not to downplay it, but it just is completely over my head. Um, but at the time of his retirement, which I don't know when that was, um, Aon, that company, had nearly $8 billion in annual revenue. Annual revenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, annual, yeah. Right? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Scrapbooking to $8 billion Yeah. A year. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, in 2010, he founded Ryan Specialty Group. And I guess this is like a New York Stock Exchange traded like insurance company. Okay. And this is the second one that he's had. I don't know. It blew my mind. And like I said, a lot of this stuff is completely right over the noggin. So that's Patrick in a nutshell. Okay. (laughs) I I feel like that's very condensed. Very condensed. I didn't want to spend too much time on this. But then you have Mrs. Ryan Shirley. Okay. But she is nationally recognized for her 40-year work uh, to advance the infant brain's innovative capacity to learn motor milestones. Go ahead and say that five times fast. (laughs) What? Um, And actually, here's a fun fact about her. Two United States presidents have appointed her to the National Council on Disability. What? Wow. Wild. Uh, She also co-founded and for 33 years chaired Pathways Center, which is a pediatric multidisciplinary clinic. My goodness. Yep. And she's also on the board for Shirley Ryan Ability Lab, uh, which for the 33rd year is recognized as the number, uh, sorry, which for the 33rd year is recognized as number one in the United States and a global leader in physical medicine, rehabilitation and translational research. 33rd year? hmm Number one in the United <laughs> States. She also founded in 1976 and directs um, Northwestern's graduate level Learning for Life series and is a charter member of the Northwestern Women's Board. And that is extremely condensed for her career as well. It seems like, have you seen that like old, it's like an old bit of and then this guy's like ordering uh like from a fast food restaurant, and then after everything that he orders, the person inside goes, and then? Mm. And then he orders something else, and then? And yeah. he just keeps ordering stuff? <laughs> I feel like that's what that was. Yes. And so I was reading all of that. And like I said, this is extremely condensed. I just picked kind of the like most impressive things. <laughs> There's like equally impressive things that they both did that wow. I didn't even get to. So the Ryan family is crazy. They got it. They are, yeah. And as I was reading that, I was like, there's no way they have kids. You get down to the very bottom of like all of their achievements. Like they also have, I think three kids, (laughs) two of which are married and then they've got grandkids. Wow. Yeah. So here we are. Shout out to the Ryan family. I know. And we're like, oh, we can barely record a podcast. We have one child. Neither of (laughs) us are working on infant brains or anything. Gosh. Wow. I know. Do better, you know? So the Ryan family, that's just a little snippet of who they are so huge shout out to them although northwestern is 
they're on our list this week. The Ryan family, close to our hearts, because wow, that's unbelievable. That's impressive. You got to give credit where it's due. Yeah, that's a couple of people I'd like to meet too. Absolutely. So let's get into Northwestern, shall we? Aside from (laughs) the people who, uh, you know, created their field. (laughs) Um, But what? What? How are you feeling? How are you feeling this week about what's happening? Can I just say, do do we feel like it's do or die time? Are we there? It's never do or die time. Okay. It's never that because you want to put this into perspective. Sometimes Twitter makes me feel that way. On Twitter is a terrible place. The thing that I'm talking about, though, you want to talk about do or die. You want to talk about infant brains. You want to talk about guys selling scrapbooks to pay for college. You talk about the wave that happens in Kinnick. That's do or die. That's like actual life hindering or um, life altering things. Playing a game on Saturday doesn't do that. Yeah, I know. And, you know, sometimes I read, um, you know, before we do this, I'm like doing a little bit of research, reading some different articles and such. And sometimes I'm reading them and it's like, um, relax, you know, it's fine. Like I get that it's your job, you know, to report on these kind of things and to a point, like take it seriously. I get it. But sometimes I'm like, you know, it's, it's fine. It's just in the in the grand scheme of things. Like, it's always about perspective. Yeah. It's about where you're at. Of course, KF's going to do his best because his job is to be the head coach of the Iowa Hawkeyes, right? So he's going to do his best to get the guys ready. Every guy on the field is doing his best at his position because that's what they're going to do. But at the end of the day, being able to get up, go to Northwestern, play for a Big Ten college in front of, I don't know how many fans, more Iowa fans than Northwestern fans usually, um, I don't know what this is. This game on the Big Ten Network. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's on. I haven't looked yet. Either way, like that's a pretty cool thing. So regardless of what happens, and it comes back to this too: when you go to Iowa, you want to leave a better person. KF cares about us as people, and leaving as better people than we are just football players. Of course, we want to win football games along the way. That's not to say that winning doesn't matter. You know what's funny is he literally has said some of this. In his uh, in his press conference this week, really? Yeah, you sound like a broken record. Is that bad? No, I don't think it's bad. <laughs> I think you uh, you are fully ingrained in the Iowa way. Well, I think I'm it's not just saying Im- it's bad. I I'm think just it's just important to keep keep perspective. That's all. People I are like calling for people's jobs and calling for this that, and the other thing. I think it's more about just go out there and do what you do. I understand. I didn't mean to uh, ignite a little fire in you there when i asked if it was do or die time i was just being facetious (laughs) either way um no but i I feel good going into this week you do yeah so i i saw a couple other things too where um we'll just hop right into the offense shall we let's do it okay i saw a couple things where people i think somebody at the press conference asked like what are the chances that padilla will just be the guy and kf was like no he didn't say that (laughs) but he was kind of like you know I, i really don't think so. And then he was like, you know, Purdue put a couple of different quarterbacks in there, but I don't think we'll, do. you know how he is. He, yes. he answered the question without actually answering the question. Says a lot without saying anything. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I think what well, we talked about it after the Wisconsin game, we talked about it in the Wisconsin recap based on how the play calling differed. Well, this is the other thing too, that I wanted to mention quick before you answer is, um, the person asking the question, I don't know who it was. I was just reading a transcript. Um, asked you know like since Padilla is a little bit more mobile and in the few times that he's been out there sort of kind of proven that he's a little more mobile 
with an offensive line that's kind of struggling to create some protection, would that be a better option to have somebody that doesn't necessarily, that we've seen, need to sit in the pocket? Question mark. What are your thoughts? Yes. Yes. The short answer, yes, (laughs) in terms of being able to alleviate pressure. I'm going to also say that we talked about in the Wisconsin recap, Chip. Because one thing that I noticed, so I watched the Northwestern Minnesota game, and we'll get into Northwestern, but you don't want to leave your tackles one-on-one. So in the NFL, tackles are paid the most on the offensive line because they have to almost always be on an island. If you're a center, you're typically helping a guard. If you're a guard, you can either help the tackle or the center. But if you're the tackle, like, you're one-on-one, bud. That's you and you. (laughs) The guards help him with other things, and they might stunt and do whatever. Don't get me wrong. Guards also do one-on-one stuff. Centers do too. But it's mainly the tackles. That's why they get paid the big bucks. But that being said, if you know your tackles are hurting or they're not being able to get into their pass that as well or they're just not doing their job as best as they possibly could or maybe they are and it's just a better athlete on the other side, then you got to help them. you got to give them a tight end and chip. you got to give them a running back and chip before they go in. Is that fun to do? No, because you want as many options for your quarterback as possible. But if it's the only way that you're able to throw the ball down the field, which I think we need to do, but I also think we need the short passes. And if your tight end just sits a little bit and helps in pass protection, maybe get an opportunity to sling it out there a little bit. So the uh, Wisconsin, I I guess, uh, I didn't actually see this. I just read about it. Um, Defensive linemen, I believe, or just defensive players. Uh, Post-game. Uh, after this past Saturday, said that every time that our offense got up to the line, they knew what we were going to do. Like, exactly. So um, how, how do you feel about that, I guess, in a short <laughs> short question? Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> so, the short of it. Yeah, they asked KF this question. This is why I saw this was in the transcript. Um, and he was kind of like, well, yeah, you know, we're kind of a predictable team because we have certain formations and things like that. Again, kind of answer the question without answering it, which is just um, pretty standard. Not a knock on him, just pretty standard. Well, and it's a media across the way. You're never right. going to give away anything. Of course. Yes. So just wanted to clarify. But um, so I, I don't know. Like, I, how do you feel about that? I think it's we- I think it's weird just coming from someone that you know, was like um, – limited uh formation information (laughs) well the way now they may have changed it and obviously i'm not going to give away plays and formations and crap on here right but like the way that it's phrased i felt like that davis could have gone a lot different formations because just by words that he was using versus numbers versus words versus phrases it's just all different the way that the entire offense is structured in terms of verbiage. Now, obviously you can add different things to change the way things look, but it's kind of a base. There's your base formations and then there's what you do off of it. And uh, we saw a few things that they tried to do differently. And I kind of voiced my displeasure of putting a tight end out there on a DB. You know, it's a different look to the defense, but, Ultimately, that's not Sam Laporta's best quality. Mm-hmm. He's best over the middle. And we did it again with Tyler Goodson. Spencer threw the ball behind him. But again, Tyler Goodson's more of a running back than he is a receiver. So it, it's got all these kind of different facets to it. Um, I don't think that we need to completely go out of the box. I already talked about this. We don't need to go out of the box. It's just a matter of 
Like on first down, I've loved throwing the ball on first down. It's just a matter of making the quick passes good and that way we're able to kind of get somewhere. You know, and then maybe come back on second and three and we're taking a deep shot. Like I like these are things that I've already kind of talked about, but we don't have to redo the entire offense. And being predictable, I think if you know that they're predicting what you're doing, then you've got the upper hand. Cause it's like, okay, it's second and eight. They're expecting us to run an outside zone. Let's dial up a play action on outside zone and take advantage of their over pursuing. You know, now yeah. that you can kind of see that, obviously you never want to hear that the defense is knowing what you're doing, but hopefully you use that information then to kind of game plan against yourself and come up with ways to make them pay for thinking they know what they're what you're doing. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. So you could come out in like a certain formation and then they're like, oh, we know this is run play, but then actually make a pass play out of it. Do a play action. Okay. Something simple. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Again, there are a bunch of stuff in the wheelhouse that plays. It's just when you break them out to keep the defense on their toes. The way I said that, did I sound like an idiot? No. <laughs> You're giving me a face like maybe a little bit. No, you sounded great. I was just dumbing it down a little bit. I totally could use the verbiage you do. Good. Good. <laughs> I think that this is a team that we can kind of take advantage of the defense a little bit. Um. I think you've got something about them on defense. Yeah, defense uh, giving up 420 yards per game. Hoofda. I know, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. And then it was something like almost 300 or like uh, upper 200s uh, just in rushing that they're giving up. And then you're hoping that's a get-right game for Tyler Goodson in the offensive line. Yeah. One thing that I noticed uh, watching the Northwestern Minnesota game, Minnesota is running the ball like crazy right now with like their fourth or fifth string running back at this point. Uh, unfortunately, they've had a lot of injuries, but they're still running the ball effectively. But watching it, the offensive line didn't like dominate Northwestern. When you say, do you know what it means to move the line of scrimmage? Like when offensive linemen, the play is snapped and they move the line of scrimmage. Do you know what that means? Like they all go forward and give their quarterback more room. To, yeah. To be back behind in, them. In essence, but it's more for the running back. Okay. So yeah, it's the offensive lineman basically pushing the defensive line back. Okay. So the new line of scrimmage is like two or three yards downfield. So by the time the running back gets it, he doesn't have to worry about anybody. Got it. Okay. But they didn't really do that. The biggest thing that they did was they allowed lanes to be created. And whether it's Northwestern's linebackers not getting there or what it was, but there were like, there were gaps that semi-truck drivers could have driven through that Minnesota was taking advantage of. So hopefully our guys are kind of gelling and we can do that. One last thing that I'll talk about on Northwestern's defense is when I played, they played a lot of quarters coverage. Uh, quarters coverage means that there are, so there are four DBs on the field. You have two corners and two safeties. Quarters coverage means each DB has a quarter of the field. So one-fourth, 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 one-fourth. Yes, I know what a quarter is. Well, four one-fourths equals four-fourths, which equals one. Math. 25 cents <laughs> is a dollar. No, 25 cents is not a dollar. 25 cents is a dollar. Yes. Jeez, math. Anyway. Math. So what that typically means is that your two, DB, your two corners are going to play off a little bit more, and it turns into man really quick because your two safeties are the run support. So they're going to come down and try and get into the box and basically sniff around trying to get extra tackles, which is why big posts and fades and different things like that that a receiver does at the top can really get them going. I actually caught one in 2017. Uh, Stanley laid it out there perfectly. 
um, gave a little move. And I remember coming off to the sideline and be like, we can really get a post on these guys. Like these safeties are coming up big time. And, um, they listened to me, which was cool. And then I got the big post. So that's always an option against Northwestern. One thing I noticed a little bit against Minnesota was they were kind of playing a cover three, which they were rolling one safety down. And then that leaves three DBs, two corners and another safety that have one third of the field. So basically hash to sideline, hash to hash, and then hash to sideline. But they were playing really far off, which allows a lot of opportunities for hitches, quick slants, quick outs, things that they're bailing on the snap and you have an opportunity to take advantage of it. So I think that this is a get right game for Iowa. I I truly do think this is a get right game across throwing the ball, running the ball, just getting back to Iowa football. I know I just threw a lot at you in terms of what the offense can do, but I, I I truly believe that. I like that. Okay. So before we get into what the defense has to do, what they can do, let's talk about uh, what we can do this weekend, all of our locals here in Iowa City. Since it's an away game, you can head down to the Ped Mall and check out Fortuna Cafe. It is a game board cafe, something maybe you've never heard of before, but something new that just came to Iowa City. It's six bucks to get in. You can go in, get a little refreshment, hang out with your friends, your family, whatever it might be in downtown Iowa City, in the Ped Mall, having a good time, playing some board games, just having having a having a nice time, chatting and actually bonding over something. Getting off your phone. Getting off your phone getting off of the screen time, the TVs, the movies, whatever it might be, and actually connecting with your friends and your family. Head down to Fortuna Cafe, downtown Iowa City. It's a place to go this weekend. We've got another uh, another away game. There's something for you guys to do. Fortuna Cafe. Check them out. So Matt, the defense. Uh, last week and the week before, not their best. Um, is that fair? They're not being dealt good cards. They're doing great with what they're being asked to do what do you mean they're getting for like the fact that they didn't give up a touchdown on spencer's first fumble yeah and they get a goal line stand and then two plays later we fumble it again and like now okay go back out there and stop them again like that's really tough we muff the punt and they hold them to a field goal our defense given the hand that they're dealt i think they're still playing at a high level Mm -hmm. because if we don't fumble on the two yard line they still hold wisconsin under 25 points right so yeah. they really only went down the field on us once. And I, I really do think that they're still playing at a high level. I think it'd help if we can get Riley Moss back, which it doesn't sound like we're going to. It would help uh, depending upon Terry Roberts if he's going to be back. So I think there are other factors. But Jamari Harris stepped in and played a great game. He was actually third in tackles. So he's not afraid to tackle, which we talk a lot about corners not wanting to tackle. He's not one of them. So – I still think that defensively we're doing good. Northwestern. You know, I've heard that they, they kind of have a hard time taking care of the ball. So this could be a chance. I mean, we haven't had any interceptions the past two games. Or as our, our nephew likes to call it, he's um, <laughs> he's, he's six. six and he calls them intersections. And you don't want to throw it out of balance. Yeah. Instead, instead, of, of, <laughs> instead of out of bounds, it's out of balance. I love that. Um, he always tries to, he plays Madden on the phone and he tries to make a touchdown. Oh, make a touchdown. He also said you could score a goal in basketball. Oof. Shout out to Drake. (laughs) (laughs) 
But uh, but yeah, no intersections, interceptions uh, the last couple of games. So could this be a chance for, I don't want to say get right game, because like you said, our defense is still playing good football. Um, but maybe this is our opportunity for them to kind of get back on, on track in terms of the expectations set for them. I think it's, I think it's just kind of going a little bit. You know, I think that getting after the quarterback can help. This is their third or fourth quarterback starting on the year. Um, I don't think he has any turnovers thus far. However, watching the Minnesota-Northwestern game, there were a lot of balls that were tipped up in the air that Minnesota wasn't able to come down with. Mm. I expect our guys to be there and to have an opportunity. Yeah. Um, They don't turn the ball or they don't take great care of the ball, but they don't get a lot of turnovers either. I think they're even in the turnover margin. Uh, So they give it away as much as they take it. But um, I, I do think that they try to run the ball. Like I feel like Northwestern's always kind of had this thing about where they tried really hard to be like Iowa mm. in some aspects. Um, they do have a good running back uh, number. Uh, who I can't remember his number, but it's Hall or Hole. He runs really hard. He's going to continue to do so. But like yeah, I, said, I saw I'm, that. I saw that they're, um, they're going to try to focus pretty hard on on the run game. And that's because they've had so many different quarterbacks, and they're having enough. They're having a tough time bringing in passes. Mm-hmm. I, I truly think that. So, um, I think our defense. I think it kind of plays into what our defense wants to do. Can stop the run, force the throw, be opportunistic, play good, clean Iowa football. Uh, you know, have more explosive plays, more takeaways, and we should come out with a win. How's that? Does that you? I don't like how. You typecast me like that. I rattled that off pretty quickly, though. I know. That's what's sad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know that Northwestern has a special hate for Iowa, though. Why is that? Uh, Well, Pat Fitzgerald was on... Oh, you mentioned this. Um, Tell me about that. Yeah. uh, I know the story, but I can't remember. So Coach uh, Pat Fitzgerald in 1980. I think we talked about it earlier because we talked about it after the Penn State game. I think it was 84, 85. It was something like that. Um, Northwestern got beat. Uh, well, we they, they were at Kinnick and Iowa won by like 40 points or something. And Pat Fitzgerald broke his leg, I think, in that game. Oh, okay. Uh, playing for Northwestern. He was a linebacker. And um, that was the game that Coach Hayden Fry came up and said, I hope we didn't beat, your, beat up your boys too bad. Oh, yeah. And he happened to be one of them. So... Uh, I think he's got a little special hatred for for Iowa, which is why Northwestern typically gets up for these games. They're normally not blowouts. So we've covered that offense, defense. Before we get into just a little bit of special teams, because you know we got to talk about special teams. It makes all the difference. Also, I've been loving seeing the t-shirts. Um, I think they say punting is winning, and then they have a <laughs> like a um, a thing of Australia. Oh, really? On their shirts. Yeah. A lot of people have them around Kinnick. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Well, again, he has his own chant. (laughs) I mean, there's people that have like Tory Taylor jerseys wearing them around Kinnick. That's incredible. Specially made. I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. Before we get into that, you know what else is cool? Getting cheese delivered right on your doorstep from Galena River Wine and Cheese in Galena, Illinois. You can visit them when you go to Galena. I've heard it is absolutely beautiful this time of year. We need to get up there. I still haven't been. Galena River Wine and Cheese. They've got an incredible selection of cheese, wines. Didn't you say somebody you know went and got like bourbon there? Is that right? Yeah, Phil O'Brien on our on the Bales team. Quick Bales team, Urban Acres real estate ad. Um, <laughs> little gonna, mixture there. little mixture. But yeah, he went down there, got some bourbon, got some wine, said he had a great time. 
Perfect. Galena River Wine and Cheese. You can also visit them at galenariverwineandcheese.com. Check out what they've got. Take it to your family gatherings, your little parties you're having this weekend for uh, the Northwestern Iowa game. Check them out, galenariverwineandcheese.com. Delicious. Okay, special teams. Obviously, we got Tori Taylor. We don't need to mention that. But their punter, not bad. But you have a little a little stat for me here. Yeah, the uh, their kicking game isn't great. So basically, if they're not scoring touchdowns, they're having a hard time kicking field goals. They're only four of nine on the field, or uh, four of nine on the season. So they're really? really not even attempting that many. I want to say we're somewhere in the range of 11 of 13, hmm. somewhere in there. Um, four of nine. So... So they just kind of say, just, oh, just go for it. I don't want to. <laughs> we don't want to put this guy out there again. Kind <laughs> of, kind of. He's um, he's three of four from twenty to thirty yards. Okay, but anything over that, he's one of five. Wow. So, I mean, he's made a forty-plus yarder, but one of five over thirty yards doesn't scream a lot of confidence. It's so interesting. You know, I feel like with kickers, um, first of all, I feel like a lot of times good ones are taken uh, for granted. Um, but second, you just kind of assume they're automatic. I feel like, especially in the Big Ten, generally, I feel like kickers are pretty good in the Big Ten. I'd agree with that. And so that's when you were like, yeah, I don't think they're, they're kickers that great. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so why? What's he doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, four of nine is less than 50%. Huh. So, I mean, I would expect them, if it's fourth and three at like the 34-yard line, I wouldn't be surprised if they go for it. Okay. So our defense, which it kind of is a thing for your defense to realize that they might have to stop them four times versus three. Yeah. Okay. But that's my that's just a little tidbit on special teams, and I expect our return game, Charlie uh, making an impact. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he does that again. Definitely. All right, Northwestern this week. I think we covered a lot of really good stuff. I think we did too. That's why I I really think it's a get right game. I think we just had a. Got to get back to playing Iowa football. Focus in. Is that from something? Uh, it is now. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Northwestern, Iowa, playing at 6 o'clock Central Time. Yeah? Yep. This is our final, not our final away game, but before we get back to Kinnick, <laughs> this is the uh, the last game before we do that. So enjoy it. Enjoy your weekend, you guys. Let's get a Hawkeye win. and uh, Let's get back to talking on Monday about some dubs. About some not Buffalo Wild Wings. Correct. B-dubs. <laughs> you know, the sauce race. I was just doing full circle. <laughs> wow. Book ending. See how I did that? That was great. Great job. Thank you. So if you're at Northwestern, if you're traveling this weekend, if, you, if they still are doing the Buffalo Wild Wings wing sauce, whatever it is, race... Take a quick pic or video and just tag me on Twitter. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things and it's just straight up silly. Uh, so let's have a good weekend. Let's roll. Go Hawks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.